Following is a class given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on January 1st, 1985. The class begins with a reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Majalila, chapter 19, verse 28. Describing how Sri Rupa and Sanatana Goswami had escaped from the material entanglement and taken shelter of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Next one again. Anokali Gela Raja Uriya Marite Sanatana Kohe Tumi Solomona Sati Anokali Gela Raja Uriya Marite Sonatone Kohe Tumi Sholomora Sate. Translation. At this time, the Nawab was going to attack the province of Orissa, and he told Sanatan Goswami, Come along with me. Before, Hussein Shah attacked the province of Orissa. In 1424, Sakabda era, at that time he conquered the feudal princes of neighboring Orissa. Teho kohe jabe tumi devotai tukhojite, mor sakti nahi tumar sange jayite. Sanatana Goswami replied, You are going to Orissa to give pain to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For this reason, I am powerless to go with you. Tobe tare bandi rakhi kodila gaman eta nila chola hoite prabhu cholila vrindavan. The Nawab again arrested Sanatana Goswami and kept him in prison. At this time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu departed for Vrindavan from Jagannath Puri. Tobe se dui chor. Pavise dui chora rupatayailo, Vrindavana cholila prabhu asiya kohilo. The two persons who went to Jagannath Puri to inquire about the Lord's departure returned and informed Rupa Goswami that the Lord had already departed for Vrindavana. Suniyasi rupa likilo sanatun tai, Vrindavana cholila sri chaitanya gosai. Translation. Upon receiving this message from his two messengers, Rupa Goswami immediately wrote a letter to Sanatana Goswami, saying that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had departed for Vrindavan. Ami dui baya choli lao tahare milite, tumi joyche toyche chuti aiso tahahoyete. In his letter to Sanatana Goswami, Srila Rupa Goswami wrote, We two brothers are starting out to go see Chaita, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
you must also somehow or other get released and come to meet us and come meet us. Report. The two brothers mentioned here are Rupa Goswami and his younger brother Anupama Malik. Rupa Goswami was informing Sanatan Goswami that he should join him and his younger brother. Anupama is the father of Jiva Goswami. Jiva Goswami was the nephew of Rupa and Sanatana Goswami. So here Rupa and Anupama were together at this time. Anupama left his body early. And only Rupa and Sanatana are left. Rupa Goswami further informed Srila Sanatana Goswami, I have left the deposit of 10,000 coins with the grocer. Use that money to get out of prison. Joyce toice chuti tumi ai sobrindavan. Eta leki dui bai kodilagaman. Translation. Somehow or other get yourself released and come to Vrindavana. After writing this, the two brothers, Rupa Goswami and Anupama, went to see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Translation. Anupama Maliktar Namasi Balab. Rupa Gosai Choto Bhai Param Vaishnav. Rupa Goswami's younger brother was a great devotee whose actual name was Sri Balab, but he was given the name Anupama Malik. Ahaloya Rupa Gosai Prayagiyaila Mahaprabhu Tahasuni Anandita Rupa Goswami and Anupama Malik went to Prayag and they were very pleased to hear news that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there. Prabhu Choli Achin Bindu Madhav Darshane, Laka Laka Loka, I say, Prabhu Milone. Translation in Prayag, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to see the temple of Bindu Madhava, and many hundreds of thousands of people followed him just to meet him. Keho Kande, Keho Hase, Keho Nache Gai, Krishna Krishna Boli Keho Gora Gori Jai. Some of the people following the Lord were crying, some were laughing, some dancing, and some chanting. Indeed, some of them were rolling on the ground exclaiming, Krishna, Krishna. Ganga Jamuna Prayag, Narilo Dubaite, Prabhu Dubailo Krishna Preme Bonnate. Prayag is located at the confluence of two rivers, the Ganges and the Jamuna. Although these rivers were not able to flood Prayaga with water, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu inundated the whole area with waves of ecstatic love for Krishna. Seeing the great crowd, the two brothers remained standing in a secluded place. They could see that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was ecstatic to see Lord Bindu Madhava. We saw this Bindu Madhava deity very near the Dasas made God in Prayag, Allahabad. 
There was at one time a move, Prabhupada sent me, they wanted to give the worship of the Bindu Mahadavdi to Iskand. Since that, that time it was within my zone now, it's under Vrindavan, I don't know if there's been any progress in that regard since then. Prema Veshe Nache Prabhu Hari Dwani Kari Uddha Bahu Kari Bole Bolo Hari Hari Translation. The Lord was loudly chanting the holy name of Hari, dancing in ecstatic love and raising his arms. He asked everyone to chant, Hari, Hari, Prabhur Mohimadeki Loke Chamotar, Prayage Prabhur Lila Nadi Vani Everyone was astounded to see the greatness of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Indeed, I cannot properly describe the pastimes of the Lord at Prayag. Dokinato vipro sone ache purichoi se vipro ni mantriya nilo ni jaloi. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had made an acquaintance with a Brahmana from Deccan in South India. And that Brahmana invited him for meals and took him to his place. Viprogrihe asi prabhu nibrite bosila sirupabalabduhe asiya milila While Sri Chaitanya Mahabha was sitting in a solitary place in the home of the Deccan Brahmana, Rupa Goswami and Sri Balab, Anupa Malik, came to meet him. Dui gucho tinno duhe dasane dhoriya Prabhu deki dhore pare dandavata hoya Seeing the Lord from a distance, the two brothers put clumps, two clumps of straw between their teeth and immediately fell down on the ground like rods, offering him obeisance. The dandavat. Dandavat means to offer your obeisance like a rod. That means just like if you lay a stick on the ground, it's flat. And you pay your obeisances to be or straight. Flat on the ground. What does it mean to fall like a stick in the sense of uh, uh, to immediately come down and offer your respectful prostrated obeisance? Also known as Shashtanga Pranam, offering obeisances with a fixed part, fixed uh, item. Nana shloka pori uthe, pori barobar, prabhu deki prema vesho hilo duhar. Both brothers were overwhelmed with ecstatic emotion, and reciting various Sanskrit verses, they stood up and fell down again and again. Shri rupa deki a prabhu prasanna hilo mon, uta uta rupa aiso bolila bachan. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very pleased to see Srila Rupa Goswami. He told him, Stand up, stand up, my dear Rupa, come here. Krishna Karuna Kichuna Jaya Varnane Vishaya Kupa Hoyte Kari Lodhimadri Jane. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then said, It is not possible to describe Krishna's mercy, for he has delivered you both from the well of material enjoyment. 
नक्तुर्वेदी मध्यपक्ताशनल Even though a person is born in a family of dog eaters, he is very dear to me if he is a pure devotee who has no motive to enjoy fruitive activities or mental speculation. Indeed, all respect should be given to him, and whatever he offers should be accepted. Such devotees are as worshipable as I am. Report. This verse is included in the Hari Bhakti Vilas compiled by Sanatan Goswami. Rupa and Sanatan, they have become practically like uh, Mahamadans. But they were actually true devotees. Although by strict Hindu society, they were considered already fallen, socially. But Lord Chaitanya recognized them as pure devotees. So whether they were in a lower social status, he quoted this quote to indicate their actual position. Isloka pori duhare koi lalingana, pipate duhara masai dhori la chorana. After reciting this verse, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraced both brothers, and out of his causeless mercy, he placed his feet on their heads. So, after reciting that verse, so there'd be no doubt why he was embracing them, because they're devotees. A devotee is not of any caste, or color, or creed, or nationality, or any other physical nomenclature. Those are all the superficial material coverings of the soul. But a devotee, having surrendered soul, body, thoughts, words, everything. To the service of Krishna is no longer to be considered according to his physical nomenclature, according to his physical appearance or his social background, but is to be considered on the basis of his being a devotee of Krishna. To unite the entire world is only possible. If unity is based upon this type of transcendental vision, to say that all people, all men, are equal, when everyone knows that physically there are so many differences, one is more strong, one is more intelligent, one is more beautiful, one is more uh, cunning, so many there's unlimited differences. You cannot. One's more famous, one's more renowned, like that. There's so many differences between different people. Physically, 
Everyone is not exactly the same. Everyone is a little bit different. But spiritually, everyone can be accepted on the same platform as a devotee. Whatever their qualities are, a devotee will use those specific qualities to please Krishna. Therefore, the devotee becomes equal in quality with Krishna. Therefore, they become equal with each other. The advantage or disadvantage of different material situations. These are counteracted by the process of Krishna consciousness. Even though in some ways, sometimes, uh, there may be differences between men and women in terms of their different uh, mentalities and so on, materially speaking, but spiritually, whoever is able to more completely, selflessly, without any break, surrender to Krishna, doesn't matter what the external situation is, that person would be the uh, greater recipient of Lord Krishna's mercy. So, therefore, all the devotees remain humble, trying rather to come up to these transcendental qualities. Lord Chaitanya, he's not one of these, uh, these social reformers who are some material sentiment is accepting everyone to be equal. But rather he wants to uplift people to the real platform of equality, of unity, that is a transcendental platform. And irregardless of someone's physical, social, and cultural background, if they came up to the transcendental platform, then Lord Chaitanya would accept them immediately, even to the extent that he would embrace them. Prabhu Kripa Paya Duhe Dui Hatat Juri Dinohaya Stuti Kore Dinoya Achori After receiving the Lord's causeless mercy, the brothers folded their hands Great humility offered the following prayers unto the Lord. Namo Mahabharanaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratvise Nama O most munificent, O most munificent incarnation, you are Krishna himself, appearing as Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You have assumed the golden color of Srimati Radharani, and you are widely distributing pure love of Krishna. We offer our respectful obeisances unto you. Text 54 Yogana Matangubanang Doyalur Ulaghoyanapya Karod Pramattam Swaprema Sampat Sudayad Bhuteham Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mamum Prapadye We offer our respectful obeisances unto that merciful Supreme Personality of Godhead who has converted all the three worlds which are maddened by ignorance 
and save them from their diseased condition by making them mad with the nectar from the treasure house, a love of God. Let us take full shelter of that personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, whose activities are wonderful. Report. This verse is found in the Govinda Lila Mitra. One, two. These are the two prayers that Rupa Goswami he used his first prayer, Namo Mahabhadana Padaya Nayam. Krishna Pema Padaya De Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gaura Chushanama. Daily, how many times? Offering our obeisances to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. People in this world are certainly maddened by ignorance. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he saved them from that disease condition by making them mad to taste the nectar of uh, Krishna. Actually, I've seen very, for instance, in Malaysia, there's a devotee who was the secretary general for 18 years of the All Malaysia Policeman's Union. Pretty sober gentleman, 55, maybe 60 years old now, retired, 60, over 60. But now he's also the general secretary of ISKCON there. When he Here's the kirtan. He starts to jump up and down. It's almost like a madman feeling the nectar of the holy name. Which is, you see, sometimes people think, well, the young people are jumping up and down, but you see him. In fact, there is also one yogi in Mayapur. He was in the mountains, the Himalayas, subhills, the foothills near Assam, near the Chinese border. And he had been there so many years that his hair had grown grown something like 12 feet long. And he was sitting there. Meditating in his cave, just eating leaves and things. Years and 18 years of this. One devotee came to see him and offered him a back to Godhead the Bengali translation as a dakshina, as a donation. He read that. Immediately he came down. He showed up in Mayapur. He said, I read your back to Godhead articles. I want to become a devotee. Then, because uh, he said, uh, only we shave up, you <laughs> would have had the longest seeker in the world. But unfortunately, in so many years, it's become all what they call jata, all totally intertwined. It didn't comb it or anything, it became one nightmare of any woman, I guess. The uh, so he couldn't keep more than 
experience I think. But also he, whenever he is kirtan, he jumps up and puts his, he's about 80 years old. Everyone calls him daddy, granddaddy, dadu. His name is Gunanidhi Das, the ocean of great qualities. He went single-handedly. He said, I want to go to the Andaman Island. There's about, there's an archipelago, no? archipelago? How do you pronounce it? Archipelago. Of a few thousand islands which form the greater and, uh, the greater Andamans and Nicobar Islands. It's near the Burmese border, but it's the possession of India. Half of the islands still have headhunters and hostile natives. And some of them are settled now by people from the mainland of India and domesticated uh, tribals. But uh, some of the islands you can't go without risking losing a few kilos off the top of your neck. So, he said he wanted to go there and establish a Nam Hatta. And he went single-handedly, just collected the money, got uh, there and he went on the boat, went to the island and just established about a dozen Nam Hatta folk uh, communities there alone. This is incredible. He always jumps up and down in Kirtan. Someone said, how do you remain so energetic at 80 years plus? He says, my secret is dancing in Kirtan. This is my yoga. He said, what is your yoga you're doing? You're doing yoga for something. This is my yoga now. He jumps up and down. So... The point is that uh, whether these uh, ganis or yogis or whether very sober people of the material world, but when they come in touch with Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sankirtan nectar, they can't help but being flooded with ecstatic love for Krishna and they just feel like dancing in ecstasy. You see. Now, Somehow or another, we have to induce the people to taste this nectar. And then they can understand, even if they get one drop of it. Just like if you take a taste of the ocean, you know that the ocean is like this salty taste. It has a salted taste throughout the entire ocean. Similarly, if they even take one drop of the nectar of Krishna consciousness, that drop will give them an understanding of the ocean of nectar. And if they go on chanting, After this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat them down by his side and asked them, What news do you have of Sanatana? Rupa kohen teho bandi hoyoraj gore tumi jade uddhar tabe hoibe uddhare Rupa Goswami replied, Sanatan has now been arrested by the government of Hussein Shah. If you kindly save him, he can be liberated from that entanglement. Prabhu kohe sanatane hoya chemochan ochirat ama soho hoyveya milon. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu immediately replied, Sanatana has already been released from his confinement and he will very soon meet with me. 
How did Lord Chaitanya know that? Because he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, therefore he knows what uh, is happening with all his devotees, with everything. Madhyana korite vipro prabure kohila rupa gosai se divas tathaya rohila Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was then requested by the Brahmana to accept his lunch. Rupa Goswami also remained there that day. Bhatta chajo dui bhaiye nimantana koilo Prabhu sesha prasada patra dui bhaiya pailo Alabhadra Bhatta Acharya invited the two brothers to take lunch also. The remnants of food from the plate of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were offered to them. In this temple we have a Balabhadra Bhattacharya Das. We see that he was expert in feeding prasadam to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and feeding the Mahaprasad to the devotees. giving the mercy from Lord Chaitanya to the devotees. Shivaini upara prabhu vasa gorastan duibaya vasa koilo prabhu sonidhan Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu selected his residence beside the confluence of the Ganges and the Jamuna at a place called Shivaini. The two brothers Rupa Goswami and Sri Balava selected their residence near the Lord's. Sekale balabhata rohi urai arai logami. Sekale balabhata rohi airai logami. Mahaprabhu aila sune ailo sadastani. At that time, Sri Balabhata was staying at Adailo Gram. And when he heard that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had arrived, he went to his place to see him. Report. Balabhata was a great learned scholar of Vaishnavism. In the beginning he was very much devoted to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but since he thought that he could not receive proper respect from him, he later joined the Vishnu Swami sect and became Acharya of that sect. His sect is celebrated as the Balabha Acharya Sampradaya. This Sampradaya has got great influence in Vrindavana, near Gokula and in Bombay. Balabhata wrote many books, including a commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam called Subodhini Tika and notes on the Vedanta Sutra in the form of an Anubhashya. He also wrote a combination of 16 short works called Shodasha Grantha. Arailo Gram, where he was staying, was near the confluence of the rivers Ganges and Jamuna. On the other side of Jamuna, about one mile from the river, the village there is called Adeli Gram or, Ada, or, or, or Arailo Grama. A devotee of Lord Vishnu there still belongs to the Balabha Sampradaya. Balabha Bhatta was originally from a place in southern India called Trilunga. There is a railway station there called Nirara Balu. Sixteen miles from that station is a village called Kankaravara or Kankuraparu. A learned Brahmin named Lakshmana Dikshita used to live there and Balabhata was his son. 
There are five sections of the Brahmana community of Andhra Pradesh known as Bela Nasi, Begi Nasi, Muraki Nasi, Telagu Nasi, and Kasala Nasi. Out of these five Brahmanical communities, Balog Acharya took his birth in the community of Bela Nasi in the year 1400 Sakabda era. According to some people, Balog Bhattacharya father took sannyas before Balava's birth. And he returned home to take Balabhacharya as his son. According to the opinion of others, Balabhacharya was born in 1400 Sakabda era on the Kadasi day of the dark moon in the month of Chaitra. And he took his birth in a Brahmana family surnamed Kambanga Pati Bharu. According to this account, his father's name was Lakshmana Bhatta Dikshita. And he was born in Champakaranya. In someone else's opinion, Balava Charya appeared near the village near named Champa Jaragrama, which is near a railway station named Rajima in Madhya Pradesh. After studying for eleven years at Varanasi, Balava Charya returned home. And as he turned, he heard that his father had departed from the material world. Keeping his brother and mother at home, he went to the banks of the river Tundabhadra in a village called Vidya Nagara. It was there that he enlightened Krishna Deva the grandson of King Bukaraja. After that, he traveled throughout India thrice on trips lasting six years. Thus he passed 18 years and became victorious in his discussions of revealed scripture. When he was 30 years old, he married Mahalakshmi, who belonged to the same Brahmana community. Near Govardhana Hill, he established a deity in the valley. Finally, he came to Arailo, which is on the other side of Prayaga. Balabhacharya had two sons, Gopinatha and Vittaleshwara. And in his old age, he accepted the renounced order. In 1452 Sakabda era, he passed away from the material world at Varanasi. In his book known as Sodasha Granta and his commentaries on Vedanta Sutra, Anubhasya and Srimad Bhagavatam Subodhini, are very famous. He has written many other books besides. That's in the purport by Srila Prabhupada. So, we're going through the historical accounting of how Lord Chaitanya met Rupa and Sanatana. Here how he's meeting with Balab Acharya. You can see that Lord Chaitanya was so merciful. He would uh, accept anyone in his service who wanted to come and take his shelter. However, Lord Chaitanya also demanded upon his uh, advanced devotees to gradually come up to a high standard in terms of surrendering to Krishna, in terms of their spiritual practices. Just like for Chota Haridas, who was in the renounced order, he was very strict that he had to follow the rules of renounced life. For 
his own personal life he was very strict he wouldn't meet with uh, prataparudra the king of orissa officially because it wasn't the proper social custom for sannyasis to intimately associate with kings or other worldly grossly materialistic people leaves a bad reputation for that creature Similarly, when Balabhacharya wrote his uh, Srimad Bhagavatam purport, Lord Chaitanya indirectly just mentioned that all commentaries should be done in a respectful attitude towards the previous commentators. Shouldn't be done with the idea that now I've done something better than my predecessor. Yes, sir. One may try to expand on the work of one spiritual master or previous spiritual masters, but one always would give full credit, full gratitude to the previous spiritual masters. That without their mercy, without their inspiration, without them having done all those spiritual contributions. How would one have gotten the mercy in the first place? So, in all respect, and one may further expand if there's some specific improvement, some considerable advantage to doing so. Just like Shri Prabhupada established the movement of Krishna consciousness. Because it was required in order to establish the desires of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and other previous acharyas. Otherwise, personally, Shri Prabhupada tried to remain in the uh, institution of his spiritual master, but he was literally asked to leave because his preaching was so dynamic that people felt that he was. Attracting too much attention, or something like that. Some they told him, "Why don't you show you a powerful preacher? You can go on your own." You see, it's not room enough for two. But this was not the mood of Shri Prabhupada. He wanted to have the desire of Bhakti Siddhanta that the organization should be one united worldwide organization for preaching Krishna consciousness. He tried to even bring back these other independent movements into that worldwide preaching, but uh, he only had limited success in convincing those people to come back. But he didn't have any difficulty in convincing the entire world to uh, listen to the message of Krishna consciousness. So he had established Krishna conscious branches all over the world. So. We still stick by this principle of uh, worldwide spiritual cooperation and remaining always subservient to the previous acharyas, not trying to jump over the previous acharya, but in a humble way, trying to preserve whatever they've done, and if possible, try to expand the preaching by. 
trying to fulfill the desires which they expressed that they wanted to be done in the world. Balabhacharya was also had that opportunity. But then Lord Chaitanya was strict that he had to always give the due homage, respect to the pre- previous Acharyas and so on. So, Malabhacharya thought that that was too limiting or something. He went off on his own and preached. So, of course, Malabhacharya was never able to explain in his teachings what was the actual significance of Radha and Krishna pastimes in Vrindavan. He gave the teachings of Krishna's childhood pastimes up to about the age of five. Beyond a certain age he couldn't explain because that secret was with Lord Chaitanya. So one can come up to a certain point in spiritual life, but if you want to get the entire total understanding of Krishna consciousness, the full mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then you have to totally follow the instructions of the previous Acharya. Someone may go out and do some devotional service, but that shouldn't be confused as being on the same level as someone like Rupa and Sanatana, who totally surrendered to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and followed his instructions as compared to someone like Balava Acharya who had the opportunity but instead went out and preached. He also had some effect in preaching. But it's not exactly the same. Anyone who knows the difference of the different Sampradaya, he's teaching Vaishnavism, pure Vaishnavism. But that same type of ecstatic love for Godhead that Lord Chaitanya was giving that is not being that is very evident. And today the modern followers of Balabhacharya also are very attracted to Lord Chaitanya's movement. And many of them have subsequently accepted shelter of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Maybe some plan of the Lord that in Western India first they would come to Balab and then come to Lord Chaitanya. Definitely have a very good field in Gujarat where Balava Acharya, his uh, preaching had taken a very big foothold. Even here in America, the Gujarati community is very prominent amongst Indians in the West. And you know that they're all Krishna devotees and they're very devoted. Many of them don't know that there was a very intimate relationship between Balava Acharya and Sri Chaitanya in the beginning. But there are various subtle reasons. Balabhacharya didn't totally surrender to Lord Chaitanya. Now, Lord Chaitanya didn't. He allowed that. He said, all right. The point is, he didn't compromise his standard. But similarly, within Krishna conscious movement, we cannot compromise our standard of pure dedication to the teachings of the previous Acharyas. Even if someone threatens that, oh, I'm going to leave, you have to change your uh, spiritual ideology. It's not possible. 
we have to maintain the same purity of and dedication to the teachings of Srila Prabhupada, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and the previous Acharyas. Anything which tries to reduce our dedication to implementing and practicing the teachings as have been handed down, even if they want to change one uh, idea of Srila Prabhupada, we can't uh, accept that. We have to follow in this principle of Guru Parampara. And that is the strength, that is the example given by Rupa and Sanatana Goswamis. That is the authorized system. If someone wants to get actually the Samam Bonam, wants to actually achieve pure love for Krishna, then there's no shortcut shorter than following in these footsteps of Rupa and Sanatana Goswamis as handed down in the Guru Parampara that has been presented perfectly by A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada for the modern world. Therefore, we've taken shelter of those teachings and we're finding that we get very quick results at the same time as somebody wants to be totally independent. That particular mood doesn't fit in with the Vrindavan mood. Vrindavan mood is a type of unity and diversity. But unity means surrender. Means to follow the instructions of the predecessor Acharyas and to do their bidding, to act according to their guidelines. We cannot discard the shelter of following their instructions to go out into the wilderness of our whimsical interpretations, no matter how uh, attractive they may seem. Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siya Dvaita Gadadhar Srivasari Gaur Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Any questions? Just like our previous Acharyas prayed, Kripa Bindu Diya. The Guru we pray, Kripa give us even a drop of your mercy. We pray to Lord Chaitanya uh, Nityananda, Haha Prabhu Nityananda, Premananda Sukhi. 
Oh, my dear Lord Nityananda, you are always filled with ecstatic love for God. People bola akana koro, ami koro dukhi. That now, by the strength of your transcendental mercy, give me a drop of that spiritual ecstasy. Because I'm very unhappy and unfortunate in spiritual life, I need your mercy. Nityananda was very liberal to give his mercy out. So if you, everyone wants to be happy, isn't it? whole world looking for happiness. So our mind gets agitated, especially when we allow ourselves to become attached to material things. As soon as we have a material desire, we become frustrated. We become an anxiety. Naturally, we can it's philosophical, practical. If we desire something material, immediately we have to become an anxiety because we don't have it. And we fall into that whole syndrome, hankering, fearing, and lamentation. Desiring something, then we don't only get it, then we are fearing we'll lose it. Then we lose it, then we're lamenting. So as soon as we start to desire, something material. Our anxiety begins. So, therefore we shouldn't desire anything material. We should only desire something spiritual. But sometimes in frustration or in some neophyte condition we think that there's some material thing which will make us happy. Actually, nothing material alone can give us satisfaction. But for a devotional service, we may propose to Krishna some different ways in which we could serve Krishna, in which we think we'd be more fully uh, absorbed in his service. But that's a spiritual desire. So that doesn't, shouldn't give one, if it's kept on the spiritual platform, shouldn't give one an anxiety, which creates uh, any distress but rather should give one a type of spiritual concentration. So in this hankering for happiness, as soon as we start hankering for happiness and material things, then we're in trouble. So how to always stay fixed in hankering or desiring to serve Krishna and to to, uh, engage in devotional service? The easiest thing is when you get a flood of spiritual happiness. If you have something, you know, that's really nice, it's really pleasant, that's really wonderful. Naturally, your mind is attracted to that. Just like if it's special to hear that uh, this temple has got really first-class prashana, good food, good sweet balls or something. Oh, let me try that. Something really attractive. Easy for the mind to go in that direction. Or like that, there are so many material things. We think that, oh, that's something nice, our mind gets attracted. So, we preach so many 
philosophical points on the purpose of life, who we are, where we come from, where we're going, what's our relationship with Krishna. But, unless there's a little taste of the nectar, of the ecstasy, that could also tend to be dry. So, what we need is to have a little drop of that ecstasy from Lord Nityananda's lotus feet. It's like nectar dripping there. Like honey, like a honeybee, we have to go and somehow get a drop of that. Yeah, a drop of that nectar ocean is like a tidal wave because we're all so minute, one ten thousand tip over here, even a drop can flood us. For an atom, a drop is a very big ocean. So we don't need much, you see. Little mercy is needed. Kunika matram, small bit of prashad. That is enough to, you see, give us that taste. Then if one time at least we can taste the pure ecstasy of loving Krishna, then it's very easy to fix our mind. Even if some material alternative is given, we can see this is very insignificant. This is nothing. That spiritual happiness of Krishna consciousness is far greater. Actually, if one is fixed on that consciousness, then it's very easy to be renounced. It's very easy to, probably this example, to renounce a crummy restaurant if you have a very good restaurant that you found. You see, it's not hardly difficult to renounce something if you found something better. So to renounce material happiness seems insurmountable to a materialist who doesn't know any alternative. But if we get a drop of Lord Dityananda's mercy then, it's very easy to be detached from this material happiness which is just very superficial and dry. Charvanas, charvananam, chewing the chewed, over chewed, over-publicized, overrated material happiness. But theoretically we know, but if we get a drop of mercy from Nityananda, then practically we can compare. We can see that. No comparison. Material happiness pacifies one momentarily, but doesn't satisfy one to the core of the heart. One is always left even though saturated maybe momentarily, one is uh, not totally fulfilled. Still some dissatisfaction, some unfulfillment uh, remains, but one feels totally cleansed and satisfied when one tastes the nectar of uh, the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Vitinanda Prabhu. So we pray for that, that immediately give us type of shelter, type of armor. Then if Maya comes and offers all her, you see, opportunities for enjoyment, it would seem very insignificant if we could get that mercy of Vitinanda. We could practically experience the ecstasy. When we experience it, then we feel very confident. This is very interesting. I am not interested.
Yes. Opportunity for us to surrender. To make our devotion to Krishna more intense. We have to do something under tremendous inertia. It means you have to output more energy. So if you are more intensely surrendering to Krishna, then Krishna will more intensely reciprocate with you. Just like Kunti Devi said that when we are in extreme danger, that's when he always came to save us. In normal times, like the mother. Mother is cooking, cleaning, with uh, help. And Krishna is immediately affected by that intense determination and meditation of the devotion. So it's an opportunity for us. Krishna gives us some obstacle if we can rise to the occasion. If we can remain determined to see how to cross over that obstacle, then we we become so much more intimately connected with Krishna. It's one thing to serve Krishna in the easiest possible way. Of course, we take the easiest way. We don't artificially try to create problems for ourselves. Because ultimately, our objective is to expand Krishna's glories everywhere. But when there doesn't seem to be any alternative and the only way to cross over the mountains is this way, we have to cross over. We're not going to be held back. Is it Hannibal? Crossed over the Alps? Wouldn't be stopped. Get over somehow. Well, Hanukkah is a good example. I think he never made it. <laughs> but Hanuman, he didn't know what herb to bring for Lakshman, so he brought the whole mountain. Right? He wouldn't be he wouldn't be stuck. That's a type of determination. Could have come back. I couldn't figure out which one. <laughs> Well, Ram wouldn't have held him with a monkey. Well. But no, he was so determined that he brought the whole mountain. Such enthusiasm. He'd take the right one. I couldn't pick it out. 